So the other night, it was a Friday night, I took my daughter and her boyfriend out to eat. Uh, we're going through a resource together. And it's a book written by Vody Bauckham called What He Must Be. And I certainly understand there are a long ways from being married. However, this book kind of lays the groundwork for relationships and you know forward thinking. A lot of things that I think if we're all honest, we wish someone would have maybe walked us through, especially if we understand that we've caused some heartache to ourselves or to other people, etc. But in one portion of that book, there's, I don't know, five, six, seven things that Vody says that, that a man must be if he's going to start a family. And he talks about spiritual leadership, spiritual headship. He welcomed children. Um, I, I can't recall the list, but I think there was six of them. And I wrote a seventh one down. And I said, and this one's mine that I add to it. And I added 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. <clears throat> and I walked through that. The quiet life, mind your own affairs, work with your hands, be dependent upon nobody. Listen, I want you to know, that is not the only verse in Scripture about the way for a Christian to carry themselves or live their life. However, I think it's a really good one to encompass what the Christian life could be. And I'm a simple guy. So for me, if I can put those things in one spot, Boy, it's like having a cheat sheet there, right? And that doesn't mean that your life is going to be easier or the, the bad guys will leave you alone. Or Sometimes it's the opposite. It doesn't mean that we're to put our head in the sand and that we hope that everything in the world just gets better and we're just, you know, hand to the plow, never looking to the left or right, never, we just, all about me, all about my business, all about my camp, my people. No, the Bible doesn't call us to be so selfish, so self-focused that others are never on the radar. And that's what this weekly video podcast is about, to talk about this idea of how we can, as Christian men, live a quiet life. And so her, her boyfriend asked a question. It was a great question. She said, um, how do we do that when there are things that we need to speak up about? Or they he feels he should speak up about. And I told him, I said, I got to be honest, that's a great question. And as I sat there and I kind of pondered it, you think about there are places in Scripture that tell you to be quiet. I mean, God told Israel that, be quiet, be still, right? There's a lot of verses about being quiet. And if you are a lone wolf, introvert, whatever, I mean, that, that's, that's your speed. That's your verse. That's your go-to, right? Like, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Then there's verses about speaking up. Always being prepared to give a defense for what you believe, you know. Uh, go into all the world, tell them. You know, there's a lot of talking verses that we're to open our mouths and talk to other people. So you take those two points and say, well, what is the balance there? And to give you context... He talks specifically about abortion. That, that's a conviction of his. And it should for all of ours. It should be for all of us. But he said, you know, there was something that had recently been posted. And he shared it to a story. He's like, you know, what do you think about that? <clears throat> and the hard answer is, I can't tell you what to post, right? But the more we kind of flushed it out collectively, the reality is this. If the Holy Spirit lays something on your heart to speak up, 
especially for those who cannot speak up for themselves, then you need to do that. I need, I need to do that. And so what's the balance? What's the balance between speaking up and defending those who need defended to speak up against injustice, to speak up against atrocities in our culture? I mean, there's some evil, bizarre, wicked things going on. And it's easy for me to close the computer, turn the television off, end the conversation. It's a lot easier to do that than it is to engage and say, well, let's talk about this. Because we know for a lot of people, they're not going to engage in a cordial discourse. It's not going to happen. That doesn't change our responsibility. And so as I thought about that, I thought of the verse that we all think about all the time. It's our, it's our go-to. It's, 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 it's so common that I think we forget. It's James 1.19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person, that means man or woman, let every person be quick to hear. Let's stop right there. Quick to hear is different than listening. Right? Quick to hear. The idea of, of hearing here is to listen. To, enli- to listen with intent. I just drove my kids to school. They're talking. We're all at whatever. On the way back, the radio's playing. I hear it, but I'm not listening to it. I don't have a clue what they played because I'm thinking about other things. Sometimes when things are happening digitally, verbally, visually, we're seeing it, we're hearing it, we're processing, but we're really not. What James is telling you is really listen, not with the intent to respond, but really listen and ponder it. Sometimes you don't have accurate understanding. Sometimes the information you're getting is meant to provoke a response. I said this recently, if other nations can issue propaganda to their people about wars and rumors of wars, don't you think ours could do the same thing? Don't you think our social media does the same thing? And some are so quick to share, reshare, tweet, retweet, just whatever, without no intent of, of moving towards a place of understanding or health. But we're not living like that, are we? We're going to live different. We're going to raise the standard on what it means to be a man of God. So I'm going to be quick to hear, quick to listen, quick to keep my mouth closed, not to stay closed forever. But when I first absorb something, reminds me of that old 1920s old video where there's the guy that absorbed the cannonball into his stomach, right? That's what it feels like sometimes when you find information out that just stirs you, angers you. There was that abortion thing the other night that found the five babies. Man, if that didn't stir you or anger you or make you sick, uh, there's something wrong. But first, I'm going to be quick to listen. That doesn't mean I'm tolerating it. That doesn't mean I'm endorsing it. But I'm at least going to listen. Because sometimes, I don't have all the information. Sometimes, I heard with my emotions and not with my brain. So I'm going to be quick to listen to start with. Then he says, we're going to be slow to speak. Which means you are going to speak at some point, but you're going to be slow to do it. Maybe you let the whole argument unravel and and be laid on the table before you weigh in. 
Maybe you give it 48 hours and pray about it before you say something. You don't have to be the person that responds when the new cycle is hot. As soon as you see it, you got to say something about it. You got to do something about it. You know what happens to those people? Nobody's listening to them. I have some people in my life, on my social media feed, that always have a thought. They're always telling what the church is doing wrong, and they're always saying, man, those people don't do jack squat. They are not engaged in nothing but being a contrarian who's stirring the pot and just going to keep pointing the finger at who's bad and who's good. You know what happens to those people? They get ignored. Or maybe more unfortunate, they're never taken serious. You know who they are. And if you don't know who they are, have a conversation with the Lord today and say, am I that person? Am I that person that's always speaking to the point where nobody takes them serious? Again, social media is such a, uh, a means of communication that when, when James writes this slow to speak, he could write it slow to post, slow to tweet, slow to reply, slow to text, slow to email back. He says, pump the brakes. First of all, did you listen well? Did you process it well? And now have you prayed about, thought about what your response is going to be? They don't always need to hear from you. Again, if there's something in the, the news of any kind, whether it's celebrity or cultural or whatever, there's just certain people that are they're always going to be in on it. They're always going to change their profile picture. They're always going to have a hashtag. And they're never going to be taken serious. It's just the way it is. So we're going to listen. We're going to speak eventually. And we're going to be slow to anger. See, that's part of our problem. When I see something <clears throat> that I don't like, I get angry. I'll be honest with you, I get angry. And I start to generate responses in my mind. Is my response to just walk away? Is my response to say something? Or is my response to say, oh, I'm blowing this thing up. I'm, I'm, I'm saying something. I'm doing something about it. I'm replying. I'm going to... And you just stew on it, right? James says, be slow to anger. How many conversations in the last two years did you or I get angry about? It was fruitless. It was pointless. Not that we should not engage in things. Not that we should not speak up in things. Hey, I spoke up on some things. I'm not budging. If people don't like that, that's okay. I'm not on this planet to be best friends with everybody. I'm on this planet to worship God. It took me a long time to figure that out honor him with my life and I'm on this planet to help other people get to him and that means sometimes my approach is going to look different than the person to the left or right but my approach is going to be the same let's get people to Jesus and I've argued with some people you know the irony is most arguments that I've been a part of or witnessed have been Christians with Christians we weren't slow to speak we weren't slow to become angry Oh, we throw out, don't cause your brother to stumble or some baloney verse like that that's used out of context because you're not doing what I'm doing. Nope. Nope. Now, I'm, pro I'm, probably, I'm probably not going to do what you're doing. And listen, you're probably not going to do what I'm doing. And that's okay. That's okay. I say all that because we have a responsibility to speak up. We speak up for truth. We don't have to manufacture or polish it. It's truth. Truth doesn't need to be modified. It just needs to be communicated. We speak up for truth. We stand on conviction. We take a stand for those who can't take a stand for themselves. 
We defend widows and orphans. We defend the unborn. We stand shoulder to shoulder, men of God, with one another, and we say, we're not budging. Do whatever you feel is best. Have whatever recourse you feel is necessary. Respond, react, whatever you need to do. But when it comes to the end of the day, I cannot budge on biblical truth. I cannot budge on what Scripture says. Now, everyone's avenue is going to be different. I have a podcast. There's a lot of guys that have come in contact with me as an individual because of a podcast. Otherwise, you'd have no clue who I am. And that's not a bad thing. This is my conviction. My conviction is I feel called to, to speak to men. I'm not the only one speaking to men, biblical men. I'm not the one doing it the best. I'm not the one doing it the most. This is, this is the path that I'm doing. This is the way I feel like I'm wired and God's called me to do this. Maybe your calling isn't to speak to men. That's okay. But God has laid something on your heart to speak up for and speak about. Some of you guys are much better at speaking about politics. Or, or maybe it's abortion. Or maybe it's divorce. Or maybe it's um, hermeneutics. Or maybe, you know, there's varying degrees out there. We're, we're all gifted in different ways. And collectively, we are better together. Amen? Think about that. We aspire to live a quiet life, mind our own affairs, work with our hands, depend on nobody. But the world is going to come to our doorstep, or sometimes we're going to come to its, 